They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. Look, they're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Bang! You're dead. <laughs> Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man 2, yeah, the game. Yeah. Uh, they just dropped new skins for Miles Morales. Oh! Just a couple days ago. Oh! That are the movie skins. The tie-in for the new shit. Yeah, so I'm thinking that maybe we might get a little reference there. That would be cool. That would be nice. I would like it. They're, uh, because I, I know they're bringing Venom in in this next yes. game. Yes. So. I can finally start thinking about getting a PS5. For a couple of reasons here. Yeah. Uh, one, I would love to have a 4K Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. And two, I want that Spider-Man. But mostly, I want that 4K Blu-ray player. I'm... Because... 4K discs are region-free. Oh. And Dawn of the Dead is only available in Blu-ray. Really? In region 2 4K. Oh. From Second Sight. And I am willing to spend $500 plus <laughs> to be able to watch <laughs> Dawn of the Dead in 4K. Crisp and clean. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can move that thing around yeah, however yeah. you feel. Talking to the side. I got it on in the background here. Oh, yes, you do. This is the extended cut. It's actually all on YouTube. Yeah, I, I found that out because uh, I, it was like four in the morning and I was like, I don't want to get up to go put this DVD I in and watch the doc. my legs like an idiot. Yeah, so I was I was, uh, I was looking for the doc on YouTube. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's there. And then so it was the extended cut. I, found I know because well. I watched the doc last night. Yeah, so did bed. I. I watched it again. Yeah. It was a really good doc. Yeah, honestly. it's pretty good. It was great. This is a movie that. Oh, we should probably talk. Hey, you're Chase. Oh yeah, hi, I'm Chase. I'm I'm back again. Yeah, he's back. The man behind <laughs> the mask. That's a that's a callback. <laughs> We're talking 1978's uh, George Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. It is too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Run if you can, but there's no escaping the zombies. George Romero brings you face to face with the dawn of the dead. There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk the earth. Zombies. Certificate X. I should get all my fucking notes on my phone. That's George right there. That is. That's the man himself. We've got it on in the background. That's his wife at the time right there. Um, this is a movie that I've seen over a hundred times. That's impressive. Quite possibly over a hundred times. I'm actually surprised that that box set still plays. It's in remarkable condition. It's in pretty good condition for how sacred that that set is to me. I liked, uh, I liked that there's a little hidden signature in there. Oh yeah, Ken yeah. Forey signed yeah. it. Yeah. I kind of regret that. I wish I would have had him on my, my poster instead. But. Yeah, that would have arguably looked a lot better. Yeah. But, you know, you work with what you got. Right. I took very sparse notes, just some general thoughts I've got here. pages. Don't I worry figured, about it. <laughs> I figured. I am, I am fucking lit, like, I am just living and oh breathing God, George dude. Romero at this point, man. I believe it. 
I mean, most of this is the plot rundown. Look behind the veil here. This is actually ahead of where I should be in my watch. I've got two more movies to catch up to to dawn. Mm-hmm. I've got to watch the amusement park. That's the lost one, right? Yes, yeah. which is on Shutter, mm-hmm. and I need to watch Martin, which I've got over there somewhere. I was going to mention Martin because they they brought that up a lot in the doc. And it's great. I, I'm super interested it's in really it because I've never seen it. Um, yeah, it's a little it's a little understated. Nobody people don't really talk about it too much. Yeah, um, it's kind of this like postmodern take on vampirism of like this this kid i've only seen it like once but this kid um who's played by john amplis is like basically told by his grandfather like hey you've got the family curse you're a fucking vampire so it's kind of that like does does your legacy make you or do you make you kind of a thing okay and it's also like about ghost lighting like if i tell you this enough you're probably gonna fucking believe it yeah kind of a thing but he's not that traditional like sink your teeth into you vampire he yeah. like sedates them cuts their wrist and then sucks the blood out that's kind of it's cool. like it's very like down and dirty like drug addict like a grimy 70s yeah. depiction yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's really cool and it's got these moments where he's like like it'll cut into black and white like it shows george's like yeah. editing style really well it'll cut into black and white and it's very this like his romanticizing of what a vampire is right and then it cuts back to like present day and he just fucks up everything yeah I, I was <laughs> it's really, really cool i was really curious about that because they were showing uh black and white scenes from martin in the dock dock yeah. of the dead yeah and uh I was really confused as to what was happening. It, it there was one scene where I sort of caught on that it was like a romanticize romanticization. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> of uh, of traditional vampire lore, which yeah. I thought was really neat. So that sort of drew me to it. Yeah, it's like he'll be waiting behind a door for like a woman to come out, and mm-hmm. then it'll go into this black and white, and it'll be him like like doing the like Christopher Lee like seduction yeah. to them. And then it'll, like, cut to present time, and it'll go back to color, and he just, like, she comes out with, like, a face mask on, because she's, like, doing her doing her face, and, and then he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> he's just, like, awkward and fucks up everything. It's, it's a really fun movie, um, and it's got a lot of dark humor in it, and I don't remember why. Oh, yeah, because I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> what... <laughs> I watched The Crazies yesterday. I got the Arrow Blu-ray of it. Oh, yeah? That movie kicks fucking ass, man. It's great, dude. (laughs) I think last time I was, like, cleaning the house or something while it was on, so I, like, wasn't paying attention, or I was dicking around on my phone, probably. Mm -hmm. But uh, yesterday, like, you know, for the podcast, I had to, like, fucking zone in and pay attention. That movie's really fucking good. I've only seen it twice, I think. The Arrow Blu-ray looks amazing, too. Is it? Does does it look good? Yeah. It's great. I was uh, was talking to one of our... uh, our our coworkers who oh. shall remain unnamed. But, uh, he was he was telling me that um, the remake's good too. It, uh, he was telling me wow. that the remake was an unorganized piece of shit. Oh yeah, the remake's fun. And he said that uh, Timothy Oliphant was not good. That's never a phrase. That's that not. Ever be uttered. <laughs> it's not true. He's all fantastic. <laughs> this might be the second episode you said that. Now I'm going to say it every time his name comes <laughs> up. Yeah, but at least you laughed at it this time. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Everything I do. <laughs> I do it for you. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into Dawn here. Uh, what's your history with it? So, my history is uh, it's a very Zoomer history with the movie, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so my Which, first... you're not a Zoomer. No, no. You would... <laughs> You would think, though, by how blind I am on some of these classic movies, but uh, 
my first exposure to Dawn was uh, through the remake, Zack Snyder's remake, which was pretty much my first exposure into most I saw that at midnight. Movies. I saw that at a midnight show. I was a child. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty young. I, was I saw like it at a midnight showing, and it was the first time ever where I had gone to a midnight showing and people were dressed up. Really? First ever. And you'd think, like, wouldn't it be some superhero movie? Right. No, it was Dawn of the Dead, and people were dressed as zombies. That's awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. That's really impressive. It actually. was awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, so that was my first exposure with it. And this was actually my first time seeing the original Dawn of the Dead all the way through. That's insane. In all its greatness. So it's uh, it was a real treat. So shout out to you. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. No problem, <laughs> man. I'd assume you'd seen it before. No, I I mean, it, it's always been on my list. And I'd, I'd seen sparse clips and just bits and pieces that i didn't register as a child right. it's it's hard to find these days because mm-hmm. um, richard rubenstein uh thinks that the movie's worth billions of fucking dollars yeah. and he will not put it out yeah that's a guy right there richard rubenstein. <laughs> i mean you take the good you take the bad yeah. right <laughs> the facts of life because on one hand like he helped produce and and get the funding for the film so right. like, you can't be mad about him in that way but he's got this this uh, grandiose idea that this movie is worth billions upon billions <laughs> of fucking dollars, and he's just not releasing it on disc in this country. Yeah, uh, which is why you can only get it overseas because Dario Argento has the rights overseas, and he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a cool cucumber. That guy, <laughs> he sure is a cool cucumber. <laughs> Uh, not the most Italian of, uh, vegetables that you could have picked. Uh, he's a cool zucchini. He's a... Z- a cool kini. Zippy zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a... That sounds like uh, one of the like rejected uh, uh, itchy and scratchy characters. Zippy zucchini. <laughs> yeah. It sounds Manic like an NFT. mailman. It sounds like an NFT. <laughs> right? There's some brown face on the screen there. I know. I was. <laughs> we were watching this, my girlfriend and I, and she was she was like, "Is that guy? Is that guy in blackface?" A little bit. Yeah, yeah. just a tad. That's um, if I remember correctly, that's actually John Amplis who plays Martin. Oh really? In brown. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So like the okay, this is not a good segue. The cool thing <laughs> about about Romero and the latent image is that like everybody in his crew is like multifaceted. Yeah. Like you'll see names pop up constantly, but they're like different jobs, you mm-hmm. know? John Amplis has done casting before. He's done like grip work. Yeah. Um, John Harrison has done like casting and some behind the scenes stuff, but then he'll like score films as well. Mm. Like it's really cool that everybody's so all encompassing. It, it's almost like like George is the leader, but a lot of times he's got so much understanding with the people that he works with that he's pretty much like like you see it in the doc where he'll, mm. he like goes up to Michael Gornick and he's like, yeah, we just got like a bunch of zombies coming around this corner set it up i'll be over here yeah, yeah <laughs> and then i'll come back and it's ready like that's one of the things i really appreciate about romero's um style and technique is that he's he's just very free form 
He yeah, just, he gives everyone the freedom to create their art. Which he I think is works really nice. a lot in the um, cover your ass method. Yes, he does. Where he'll just shoot hours and hours and hours of film because he's like an editor first and foremost. So right. he'll just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll put it all together it in worked. the back end. Just make sure you have everything. I've got a very very long history with Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this on a podcast, but Dawn of the Dead is the first film that I ever pirated. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it was really hard to find even then like yeah. from the in between the vhs and dvd era you mm-hmm. know so yeah i had a pirated copy of it and the back end of it when i there's just like how you know piracy worked back then like you'll you'll spend hour like days trying to download some shit right and then at the end you're like fuck i hope it worked <laughs> um, <laughs> So like at the end when uh when he's about to shoot himself and then the zombies come in the audio got out of sync yeah <laughs> and it always was like there was no way to fix it so I had I have seen this movie so many times with out of sync audio at the very <laughs> end which is very funny because the way that the punches sound in this movie it's that like whoosh. yeah it's that really goofy like <laughs> yeah, punching a yeah, sandbag noise yeah to see hear those like out of order and out of sync is really fucking goofy. <laughs> jarring yeah i've been to the mall probably like five times at this point it's kind of sad because it's different every time i go really the first time i went the pennies was still there yeah and that was like a surreal experience to like like i was i was there with my girlfriend at the time and we were there for a horror convention there's a uh, convention center in the parking lot oh okay so they that's where i got that poster sign by everybody they were doing like a dawn of the dead weekend or whatever and a lot of creep show stuff i'll talk about that on creep show yeah <laughs> um, of course of course but uh it was very surreal to like go into the mall go down the escalator and then like she and i were talking i was like yeah we gotta go we have to find the elevator because it's the same fucking elevator for yeah. the movie like wood paneled like hasn't changed since the 70s really? yeah um and she's like well where is it and i was like well we went down so it should be in the back left corner. <laughs> She's like, wait, have you been here before? And I'm like, technically, <laughs> technically, no. Only through the magic of Hollywood. Exactly. So now that elevator is in the Living Dead Museum. Like, oh, they really? gutted it and they put it in the museum. That's cool. Um, that picture I showed you of, like, Flyboy in the in the elevator, that's the elevator. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was just a recreation. No. That's really sad. That's <laughs> yeah. badass. Yeah. So, yeah, now now it's different. The Koi Ponds were there when I went, too. Really? Yeah, the Koi Ponds and the Footbridge. Yeah. That was all there. And then the second time I went, all that shit was gone. Wow. Completely gone. I thought that was a really pretty set piece. It's so cool. uh, (laughs) There's a lot of really neat shots in that area, too. Yeah. But now, uh, I think as of, like, late last year, they they moved the Living Dead Museum from Evan City to Monroeville. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so now the Living Dead Museum's there. There's, like, a bust of George that's in the, the mall proper, like a bronze bust of him, which that's is really, really cool. cool. They got rid of a lot of stuff, though. There used to be a giant mural mm-hmm. that had, like, the plaid shirt zombie in it. Oh, yeah? But they got rid of that. I did go through this last time on Halloween and, like, took pictures of stuff, and there was some stuff that I hadn't... Angles I hadn't seen before. Like, I found the... It's, like, kind of pushed back in the corner. It's a little hard to find, but I found where they block the trucks up on the doors. Uh, That, like, that wide spot where the the motorcycles come in, where Mm -hmm. it's all glass, I found that. I tracked down the hallway where the... They go to, like, take supplies into their apartment or whatever. Yeah. 
I've seen a lot of that mall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you sound like the uh, the engineer that built it. The yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. The first time I went though, they did a screening of the movie in the mall. That's fucked. After cool. hours, after everything shut down, they had a giant inflatable screen, and um, a lot of like the hero quote-unquote zombies were there so like the plaid shirt or yeah the plaid shirt the sweater vest zombie the nurse zombie the Hare krishna zombie the helicopter zombie they were all there that Hare krishna zombie one of the hardest zombies i've ever seen in any movie (laughs) he like when he first like slides through that door when he comes in i was like that is fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) he has an action figure does he yeah yeah, I think I have it somewhere. <laughs> uh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, this guy was that guy was cool too. Uh, on the screen, the the preacher. Oh yeah, in the basement real amputee. Yeah, oh, yeah, I uh, I identify with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of actual uh, amputees that they used in the film. I played a zombie at a haunted house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and days. they were like. Do you feel comfortable with your arm? Yeah, like, yeah. What, did they do anything? Yeah, like, yeah. I went through uh, two hours of makeup. Wow. Yeah. They I gave you it. like a fake arm yeah, that yeah, was they, like they, dangling or something? They gave me, uh, they made it look like it was like sawed off. So oh, like they put uh, prosthetic cool. on it to make it look jagged, jagged and bloody. Yeah. Smelled disgusting. It was like this microwave theater blood stuff. Oh, yeah. It was awful. Yeah. But <laughs> it was one of the best times of my life. It was great. But anyway. You think about doing it again? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I, would, I, I assume it didn't pay very well. No. no. <laughs> it was like $7 for like. Oh, hell yeah. For $7. Like, and like free pizza that they had probably. yeah it was like a 12 hour shift too. jesus insane christ insane with one 10 minute break no way man okay i got a bunch of like little little tidbits here yeah before we get into the plot dawn was like co-financed uh internationally by dario gento who we talked about before who retains i think to this day the international sales and cut of the film and he used his regular music collaborators goblin right which is they're fucking great um he used them with suspiria as well i have a um goblin live uh vinyl really yeah i bought it this like there's this record store in baltimore called i think atomic records maybe um it's right by atomic books so I i think it's that but it's like run by this old punk rocker like he's got like in glass cases he's got original black flag um like flyers and posters wow he's got original misfits flyers and posters and patches from like the early days of the fiend club that's awesome. it's really cool um so i bought that record there and it was only like 15 bucks that's like it's a single disc yeah um and then i popped it open and it was signed by Goblin. no way dude <laughs> yeah wow yeah and i was like fuck yeah all right yeah i i tell you when i went down a when i say i went down a rabbit hole with yeah. goblin yeah. i did that band is fucking awesome they fucking rule man they're so good the soundtrack for dawn is fucking awesome too uh yeah the waxwork soundtrack yeah if you can get it on vinyl it's really fucking i would worth love the time. to the the Suspiria score is really good is, yeah, is that kind of what started you on that rabbit hole yeah was when you borrowed that yeah, oh yeah. When I uh, when I went through Suspiria, I was like, man, that soundtrack yeah. is insane. And then when I found out Dawn had the same, yeah, <laughs> it's oh, so wow. good. Uh, Day does not. Day of the mm-hmm. Dead does not. It's uh, John Harrison does the score for Day, but it's just as fucking good. I was gonna say, it's I remember so fucking Day's. Good. Uh, score it's very being synth really heavy. It's yeah. awesome. I love synth. Yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. Synth. You're in the right place, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can kind of hear a little bit of like goblin influence on those early ghost albums too oh yeah yeah those absolutely. very like italian yeah uh, kind of horror that yeah, he's going for you get a you get a lot of italian horror vibe from old ghost yeah the film is largely inspired by ec comics uh i talk with my hands a lot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're showing off, huh? No, no, no. It makes me uh, use inflection so I don't sound like a robot. (laughs) Uh, Savini's makeup streamlined the process by uniformly painting most of the dead in gray pancake makeup, and they use uh, 3M theater blood, which is mostly used for stage work. It photographs this almost neon red kind of look. I think it works for the movie. I think it's awesome. Um... It's also the same blood that is most in used in a lot of the uh, horror, uh, hammer horror films. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. It's got that very neon kind of pop art feel to it. It looks incredible, especially in some of these scenes where it's really close up on the kill. Yeah. It looks great when yeah, it yeah, spreads. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything else is kind of muted. Everybody's right. gray. So, like, the, the super neon red, like, just gives it that, like, paint splatter kind of look. It's pretty awesome due mostly to the reputation of george and his um stubbornness (laughs) (laughs) at cutting the film uh dawn was released with an x rating essentially it was unrated but it might as well have just had an x rating right which makes it very hard to market in uh, newspapers and limits its theatrical run a lot of big box uh, movie theaters will not take a unrated film at least back in the 70s of course puritan Uh, times (laughs) yeah and also like that was the age of like porno theaters you know yeah makes no sense yeah so after having some you know not so financially successful releases with uh there's always vanilla and season of the witch which were kind of more experimental which i just watched and they're okay yeah (laughs) yeah i've only seen bits and pieces of crazies was good martin was good nobody really saw those movies yeah So it was very much like, we're going to go back to the well and we're going to do the damn thing. We're going to do it proper. Because he had a lot of like paranoia about doing another zombie film because Night Living Dead uh, literally changed zombie films. It was the horror movie for a while. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I got for our little uh, preamble setup here. You got any fun stuff to talk? Um, nothing, uh, nothing that you didn't mention. You pretty much thought that uh, I had a little fun fact that, uh, the gorillas music is heavily inspired by Romero's filmography, mostly like Dawn and yeah, I guess, uh, there were, there's a lot of lines on pretty much all their big singles that reference Dawn and Romero. That's fucking awesome. Isn't there a Beck song that starts with like the opening of Day of the Dead as well? I think so. I know one of the gorilla songs includes the opening to, um, Dawn, I think, like what they're saying on the TVs and Dawn. Oh, right um they're yeah, like you know, one of many musical influences uh all right yeah we open in the uh the tv studio wgon i have a button for it on my on my denim jacket <laughs> uh as francine uh wakes up studios and shambles during an interview segment as the host and guest fight over the misinformation and the workers begin to walk out it's very um this movie hits different in a post-COVID world, huh? Very different, yeah. <laughs> a lot of parallels. So does know. The Crazies. Both very of these, relevant. Um, both of these hit very weird in a post-COVID world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely a bit of a, a, a closer relation to the film now, I think. Right, right. 
as uh, such a big fan of the film, it, you know what? It feels good to have a closer relation <laughs> to this movie. Even closer. Even closer. Um, I mean, I fucking, I fucking eat, sleep, and drink at the at the teat of, <laughs> of <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Suckling at the teat of I the mean, Dead. I mean, I've, I've got, I've got Flyboy. I got Flyboy right here. Yeah, you do. It's got to be finished, but I've got a yeah, I've got a tattoo of Flyboy. Uh, who's we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, Steven Flyboy has a plan to get out of town with uh, with Fran and a couple of friends, and the, the movie plays in a completely different post-COVID light, as I was saying. And I fucking wish it was easier for audiences to find this. I guess it's on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. Yeah, please do because I had I had missed out on this movie for because uh, fuck Richard Rubenstein. Yeah, high key, <laughs> high key, low key, high key, all the keys. That guy yeah. sucks. <laughs> then we cut over to I I've never quite understood our um, Peter are are they like the National Guard? Uh, these guys, Peter and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got his I, name. Yeah, right I here. forgot his name. Uh, Roger. Roger. Yeah, yeah, Roger. They are from all the things that I read. They're a SWAT unit, a police okay, SWAT unit. Okay, okay. So. Gotcha. Uh, they're storming an apartment building, I believe in, like, the projects. Yes. I guess they're storming it because, like, they've heard that there's, like, a bunch of infected in there. Mm-hmm. One of the dudes gets a little, uh... <laughs> rowdy. A little, uh, <laughs> carried away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Low-life bastards. <laughs> um, that's about all I can say that he says. Yeah, that's everything else is, uh... <laughs> Not monetizable in any way or anything. No, no, no. Not I guess I could friendly. say... Nope, can't say anything. Nope. <laughs> uh, he gets a little trigger happy. Goes in there and starts shooting people. Blows a dude's fucking head off. Incredible effects, by the way, from Savino. Really good. Do you know what explosion. he did for that effect? Um, Didn't he, like... He made a cast and then just filled it with, like, condoms and shit? Condoms and apple cores and then shot it with a real <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> it's very Savini. <laughs> That's how the uh, head explosion in Scanners is done, too. Yeah. And it looks equally incredible. there's a guy behind that that uh that prosthetic with a shotgun and he just shoots up into the air with it that's awesome it's insane you could in a po hey in a post alec baldwin <laughs> world you could not be shooting ahead with a shotgun can't be doing that anymore nope the bald ones once again ruined something <laughs> the fun. once again <laughs> Oh man, we're right at the part in the. It took us that long to get up to where we're at in the in the plot here. Which one? I think Peter. Peter's the Peter's kin for you, yes, right? Yeah. Peter ends up shooting that gun gun crazy dude because he was like that dude's gonna hurt somebody. And then they kind of like they clear the building. They go down in the basement and they find a bunch of dead zombies down there feeding and the priest was there to like read the last rites and and uh there's very much a like cultural impact of like this is what people do with their with their dead Mm -hmm. so you have to be respectful for that stuff this is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie is the hillbillies this uh, scene hunting quote unquote i was it's terrifying yeah i was admittedly but it's also a really good song I was admittedly invested in the movie, however, I wasn't tracking with it as well as I did uh, Night of the Living yeah, Dead yeah. until this scene. The, when this scene came up, it it really molded well, my perspective. I mean, this is almost like picking up where Night left off. Right. Like, this is the end of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I thought, I thought this scene was really well done, showing uh, 
very realistically what would happen what in the, a situation What the like good this. old boys would be doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that this is exactly what would happen. <laughs> I didn't have time this last time, but I, I really want to find this property. Yeah. Because I love going to old filming locations, and I'd really love to find the, the airport where they fill up. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty easy to do. I just didn't have time to, to do any of that. I'd love to see the the mines from Day of the Dead, but that is near impossible to get into. Yeah, I could see why. Yeah. Yeah, this song kicks ass. Um, <laughs> so then they stop at the small airport after flying over these, these fucking good old boys uh, hunting all these zombies. Yeah. <laughs> small, quiet airport. Uh, each member of the group of the four kind of has their own encounter. Uh, Peter is attacked by child zombies, which were Tom Savini's like niece and nephew or whatever. I saw them on the set of the dock, and I was wondering whose fucking kids those yeah. were. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Crut, the the helicopter zombie. Oh, you're really on top. I of this. know their names. Yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> this movie's like Star Wars for you. It is actually. Like, you're like that guy that knows who Kit Fisto is. Who exactly? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I could. I could tell you a lot of the zombies' names. <laughs> Steven and Fran face a, a small group. Fran freezes, and Steven's all sloppy with his... Um, is that when he has the hammer? Yeah. I, think. Like, I love the way that he follows yeah. through with it. <laughs> he like swings himself around like a, a Fleischer cartoon. <laughs> yes, yes. That's great. That's a good call. I mean, Roger is, is kind of like a hothead, hotshot. Uh, he's pretty much a prick that thinks he knows everything. <laughs> But I kind of love him for it. Yeah, he, I like. I find him likable. He's honestly. very likable, but he's he's a dick, and it, right. it's like it's his his undoing. How how'd you feel about the um the way that that DVD looked was because I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah. Like it's a movie that I saw like probably a hundred times back in the day, and then I've just not watched it for like five six years. Yeah. Like, I just haven't. Partially because, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've watched the shit out of that disc <laughs> that I'm like, I've only got probably so many more views left on it before it stops working or That's something. Fair. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> it looked good. I mean, I'm sure you watched it on, like, a PS4 or something, right? No, I watched it on just a Blu-ray player. Yeah, so it yeah. upconverts, though. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, so, like, it looked it looked good. It looks great, yeah. The, the only issue I had with it was the audio, but I... Oh, yeah, because it's that, like, mono yeah audio yeah also my girlfriend ran the dryer through the whole movie jesus Christ. shout out no Kayla. fucking respect <laughs> <laughs> my god my god <laughs> um, where are we at oh yeah right here we're right here pretty much <laughs> was that roger gets attacked by a zombie and the zombie like steps into the helicopter blades and that was awesome top of his head that gets was cut off scene. very inventive kills um yeah I was really surprised by that. Yeah. I was thinking about this last night because I was watching that, like, what's that thing called? Like, the Dead Will Walk documentary that's yeah. on the on the disc. And uh, just the way that, like, these people got cast in the film. Like, um, Steven and Roger were both working at a restaurant. Really? Yeah. And they were, like, like George came into the restaurant and, like, they just, like, chatted him up, like, in Pittsburgh or something. And they were like, yeah, we're making this new movie. Um, and they were both like, can we try out? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it. And, uh, yeah, hired him. That's awesome. I and, like, know that. 
uh galen ross francine like just put her put her hat in the in the race there and got the part makes a great francine she had never acted before she lied on her on her uh uh paperwork like she said that she could ice skate because she ice skated like twice as a kid yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so like when it came time for them to film the little like seg like montage of her ice skating around which that's also not in the mall anymore. It's the food court now. I was wondering what yeah. that was in relation to the mall. Um, yeah, she was like, look, George, I got to be real with you here. I fucking lied on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really I'm ice skate. Not ice <laughs> and he was like, you only got to do like a figure eight and that's it. And we're done. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, she made enough of an impact. Like she's in Creep Show. Yeah. As you, well. Honestly, I had no clue she had no acting experience because she is one of the better actors in this movie yeah. in terms of style. Right. Ken Forey has like fantastic. He, he had done well. like a little bit here and there, but he was friends with uh Dwayne Jones, the guy that played Ben. Dwayne or not, Pebble not Jones. Ben. Uh yeah, Ben in um in Night Living Dead. Mm-hmm. So uh he like just knew a guy who knew a guy basically. But I, I I was thinking about this last night of like everybody in this is a is a no name which George had said like it's better to do horror with no name people because then you can kind of think that anybody could die at any moment. I agree fully. Which is good, but then I was just like, no fucking studio would give anybody the money to make this movie. No, with a bunch of no name actors, and this movie did fucking great. It did fucking gangbusters, man. It's very weird that a movie that's a sequel to one of the biggest horror films had no known actors in it. It's remarkable, really. I mean, George Romero made this movie out of Pittsburgh, independently financed for the most part. Like, you just don't fucking make movies out of Pittsburgh. What was was the budget of this movie? I didn't didn't manage to look it up. Yeah, I didn't look at that either. I completely forgot to look it up. But it... I mean, it couldn't have been that fucking much. I know it was more than night, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, co-financed by Dario Argento as well. So they had international money in it which and, uh, speaking of i don't i don't know if we're, you're gonna get to it at any point but uh zombie how different is that from it cuts out a lot of the character elements it cuts out a lot of the humor it's very italian it's very italian and very gory okay it so. like bumps up the gore and bumps down like character shit that's sort of what i was expecting being yeah. that it was Dario Argento. Right. Budget was 640000 Okay. Which so is... Um, double Night? Night was like about a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was three hundred for some reason. Maybe. maybe I don't... I have no it's clue. It's been a while since I I'm not challenging your gangster. No, no, no. I'm not please. Gangster here. I don't know anything. <laughs> I know nothing. Box office, it made $66 million, though. Wow. Like, this movie made fucking money, That's man. That's an insane return. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, all unknown people. It's just kind of insane to even think... Like, even the remake has, like, fucking Ving Rhames in it. Yeah. Like, there's known actors in that movie. A lot of them went on to do other shit. Oh, yeah. Bigger than, than that movie. But still, like... Who in their right mind would give somebody $640,000 to be like, yeah, go make a fucking movie in a mall? Yeah, and from what I gathered from reading and watching the doc and stuff, uh, he just had a lot of friends in Pittsburgh, yeah. too. So yeah. a lot of the people, uh, I guess, like the military and the police yeah. Yeah, are yeah. actually the police. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, I mean, he was like, because of what Night of the Living Dead did, he's, he kind of became just like like this local 
uh celebrity in a way which is great for him that's awesome yeah yeah it's pretty fantastic i had been to the cemetery from night living dead as well yeah and uh i like drove through evan city to get to the cemetery which is like evan city is like nothing it's like super fucking small that's what you said you said it's It's like the size of franklin oh okay yeah um maybe even a little bit smaller but what i didn't realize and i'll talk about it in in the episode as well is that the crazies was shot in evan city really so like i didn't even realize i was driving through all these locations wow and then yesterday i was watching the crazies and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i've been there yeah i've driven over that bridge uh so yeah here we are we're at the mall peter and roger plan a plan a hit and run for supplies and uh we get a lay of the land at that point it's a really fucking small mall really it looks massive yeah they do a really good job of like picking angles and changing changing it up but it's basically like it's basically like just two long like corridors you know Mm -hmm. top and bottom and then there's like like a north south really short like that's where the entrance and exit is Mm -hmm. it's you can cover that thing in like 20 minutes yeah not only does it seem huge but the interior seems just giant like yeah chapel like right <laughs> it's because the um you know the top floor and the bottom floor they're they're open fully uh, at the top yeah yeah and you got skylights and stuff yeah. too but it's really fucking tiny yeah it does not seem like it. they do a great i think the lighting lends a lot to that yeah. as well yeah yeah because yeah. Yeah, uh the, the lights they use make it look also just like lit. everything is marble you know yeah. so you'd never really get a good feel of like am i looking at the same marble thing or your brain just tells you like i'm looking at a different angle yeah but there's like it's so tiny they, they also <laughs> do a really good job of um i completely lost my train of thought right after the last <laughs> sentence <laughs> it was something to do with interior oh. i have this really really shitty um Steelers hat yeah i wear a lot i'm not like a big football fan at all but i actually it's underneath that green hat over there i wear from it's like the hat i wear when i mow the lawn it's like my dad hat yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, but uh it's all ratty and and torn up i bought that hat the very first time i went to the monroeville mall oh really because i was like i need to get something while i'm here it's fitting and they yeah exactly and they didn't have like they didn't have the living dead museum there so you couldn't really find any like horror memorabilia or anything yeah. there and i was like yeah i kind of like the steelers enough so when i wear that hat people will talk to me and they'll be like boy they're doing real bad this year huh and i'm like i don't fucking yeah, really, i don't, I don't I no watch fo- much, much football at all <laughs> that's that's like when i got into hockey i just i picked the team that had the colors that i like the best yeah and then i just <laughs> rode with that team right. for a few years right i i picked them because like the one year i started watching football like they were doing really well and it's yeah. like they're my guys i'm the, just gonna run with them, them. <laughs> and then it was also the like romero shit right on top of it like i'm i fucking bleed george romero <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna pick whatever you know can be associated with any horror shit if i possibly can uh so yeah we're in the mall they use the jc pennies as like a you know thorough way they they get into like the boiler room and find the keys and the power and uh you know steven feels emasculated because he gets left behind (laughs) and he goes to follow them and uh you know rightfully so he's a he's a bad shot and he almost gets himself killed by some fucking jabroni it's just a remarkably bad shot (laughs) a really bad shot it's like he's not even aiming he does a they do a really good job of building up the tension because he only gets one bullet 
yeah. in the chamber. Yeah. The the zombies, this like boiler room zombie that's the, like know. worked at the mall or whatever. They've got the original outfit. That's cool. The that's screen used museum. out. Yeah, at the at the Living Dead Museum. I'm gonna be talking about that museum a lot because I just went there and it's yeah, fucking cool. I expect it, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, Steven joins up with the guys and it quickly becomes a boys club, a big old sausage party and Franz left, uh, defenseless and a bystander and not part of the group. And she gets attacked and almost killed by the Hare Krishna zombie, <laughs> Mike Christopher yeah. as well. I know, I know yeah, names. You, oh, you know his name as well? <laughs> well, if you ever come across him, if he's not dead, tell him. Fantastic he is not zombie. dead. He does yeah. conventions. Uh, Glad to see it. apparently he's got some pretty bad political standings. Oh, well, great zombie design though yeah fantastic zombie design <laughs> um she barely des- uh survives the she uses the road flares to like scare yep. them off because you know in night living dead they're afraid of fire Ooh. doesn't come in in a whole lot of other zombie things though they never play no. with the fear fire thing there's a lot of things that they don't play on from the original yeah uh, of the dead series. right right yeah. using tools and yeah learning yeah, and growing evolving. yeah picking like in this movie there's a few scenes of like they're picking phones up yeah yeah it's yeah crazy, yeah kind of reverting back to their their human brain uh-huh i've seen that door <laughs> uh, a movie that does do a good job of that is uh Shaun of the Dead. Yes. At the end. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Playing the video game. Yeah, yeah. playing the video game, <laughs> pushing shopping carts. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they did such a good job that I'll talk about it in a later episode, but Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright play zombies in Land of the Dead. Oh, really? I actually yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, George was such a big fan of Shaun that he called them and was like, You wanna Wow. Yeah. So I've the seen scene Land too. in Land of the Dead when they're in the like, what's that place called? Like Fiddler's Green or whatever. And there's all the rich people and they're like doing target practice, yeah. shooting zombies with paintballs. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. Those zombies are Simon Pegg. And wow, yeah. dude, I never knew that. <laughs> Wow. I watched that movie, I think, around the time it came out. Yeah. Yeah, and I never knew that. That's the only George Romero film I saw properly in a movie theater when it came out. I think I saw it in a theater too. Maybe yeah, I, I that saw sounds it familiar on Fourth of July, which was very fitting because of like the fireworks. Yeah, true. There. And I, I saw it with my dad, so it was kind of weird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he had a thing for Aja Argento for Dario Argento's daughter. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Bourdain's killer. Anywho. <laughs> Anthony uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned that Fran's pregnant. And uh, then we get one of our fucking best zombie montages is uh, the specialist talk over the TV. And he's doing the, like, you know, they must be destroyed on sight. Yeah. That guy. Hey, there's Clayton Hill. He's the sweater oh, you, zombie. You know him as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy shows up in the crazies as well. The, oh, yeah? The must be destroyed on sight. He's got the guy with the eye patch. That guy's um, awesome. Yeah, he's fucking... He's intense, man. He reminds me of Big Boss from the original... <laughs> like 8-bit 16-bit metal gear oh yes yes when he's just like uh basically a gif (laughs) he's got a little bit of dr wiley in him as well oh yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) the next day we start the renovation process blocking the doors with trucks and uh goblin score fucking slaps hard during the sequence incredible right that like murder boom boom iconic it's so good uh roger gets a little too hot and he's not paying attention 
forgets his uh his cat I, fi- I forgot my fucking bag <laughs> <laughs> how do you fuck that up it's, it's like your one that's job what you're here for you dumb your son of a bitch one job is to keep that bag with you exactly uh so yeah roger roger forgets his uh his his bag and they got to go back and in the process of going back i believe that's where he gets he gets like attacked mm-hmm. you know the, the zombie he has to hold the zombie's head up so peter can shoot it in the face and that's when you get that good that good good that was splatter. a great splatter it's scene, so yeah. good hold his head up roger <laughs> yeah and uh then he just kind of he has this like this fucking he's just dead inside yeah after that because he almost died great three or 180 on that performance we got this too. man we got this by got the it. ass and then just <laughs> just cut to just a blank stare yeah 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 yeah. and then um transferring from truck to truck that's when he gets bit i believe on the arm and then when he's climbing in the window he gets bit on the leg yeah and right uh calf. yeah which oof. that's an awful spot like right above <laughs> right? the achilles tendon yeah I mean, coming from a guy who cut himself with a machete this year. Oh, yeah. I I keep forgetting. Yeah, for some reason, though, when I was watching this uh, and the the machete comes into the movie later, uh, the first thing I thought of was you cutting your leg with a machete. Oh, yeah. And all I could picture was that bright red theater, (laughs) like, spurting out. It wasn't that bright. <laughs> it wasn't that bright. Like spray paint colored blood. It was a, such a weird phenomenon. I didn't feel anything though. Yeah, that's what you said. Because like it just it severs nerves, you know, when oh, you cut true. like that. And then when I looked down, it was just like, oh. <laughs> but it's not like thick. Yeah. Like blood's not as thick as it is in movies. You know, it was very wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was kind of like, boy, these socks are getting wet. I yeah, need to go to the I emergency room. To say, I was just about to say the worst part of that whole situation isn't even the cut or the medical bills. Yeah. It's the wet socks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's dealing with the pain of a Oh, yeah, sock. man. The, 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 the worst, most, like, nasty, egregious thing in, in Evil Dead 1 is uh, when... when Ash is walking through the basement and he steps f- just full fucking foot into that blood puddle, man. That's got the band-aids floating in it. Yeah. Every time I'm just like, man, that guy's day sucks. Oh, <laughs> guy's having a terrible day it now. It makes me shiver just thinking of having wet socks. It's not like, only wet, not plural, one wet one, sock. Single, one is worse than two. Or, or just having one, like, leg of your underwear wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Why'd that one leg get wet? I have an unbalanced dryer. <laughs> My dick hangs one side. <laughs> it drains happy into the left. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, no easy uh, transition back into this. Doors are fucking blocked. <laughs> then we cut to the gun store, getting getting some uh, getting some ammunition. Gun store is not in the mall. It never was in the mall. That was a set. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, well, I, I was wondering why the you'd hell... be surprised in Pittsburgh. But yeah, I, know. I, was, I was wondering why the hell there was a gun store in the mall. But my primary thought was it was the seventies. Like, it was like Grand Theft Auto. You could just walk in the ammunition. Yeah, and just carry a gun out for free. <laughs> right. I'll bring. I'll bring this back later. Yeah, that was an interesting thing though. They had they had a key to every fucking store in the mall. Yeah. So they could, like, pop the doors open and do whatever they wanted with it. I Crazy. mean, they were heavily insured. Yeah. Um, that scene when when the uh, the 
bikers come into the bank and they like throw all the money everywhere. Yeah. That was real money. No way. Yeah. I, I was wondering <laughs> if that was like a set or if that no, was in the mall. They just took money out of the drawers That's and threw crazy. it everywhere. And even more surprising, not a single bill missing. That's incredible. At the end of the day when they when they picked it all up and counted it, not a, of a single fucking bill missing. A lot of honorable people there. Yeah, I mean, I think there was just a like, so f- look, guys, we're 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 allowed to do this. No one's probably ever going to be allowed to do this, so don't fuck it up for us. Yeah, okay? it's it's really incredible that they were given that much freedom and access. To yeah. So, uh, Peter hotwires the car. Um, the car is one like they borrowed it from like some dealership or whatever that like gifted it to them. But it was that whole like, oh, you're doing a George Romero thing? <laughs> Fuck yeah, you <laughs> yeah, take, take, home, it take our car, man. <laughs> So some of the extras got in the car and they were playing around with the car and they ran into a pillar. Oh, of course, yeah. And uh, fucked up this car that wasn't theirs, that they didn't pay for. And uh, at the end of the shoot, they gave the car back (laughs) and the guys were like, how was it? And they were like, yeah, it's fine. Didn't tell them about the accident. And they were just like, here's your key. See you later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single penny spent on that car. Wow. Yeah. A lot of nice locals in Pittsburgh, apparently. It's actually true. It's, there's a lot of nice people out in Pittsburgh. I uh, The first time I went there, I was like, everybody's so fucking nice here. That's surprising. Very surprising. You would have expected Pittsburgh to be mean. I think it's because they have hills. They have hills. <laughs> is you know? that what it is? Yeah, everybody in Indiana is angry because we just... It's, too flat. it's all flat. And we just see everything you no, hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's no there's no hills for which to shield your enemy. Exactly. <laughs> also, like a lot of good food out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, steaks. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like good food's gonna make everybody happy. Very true. <laughs> Very true. That's why people still live in Louisiana. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm probably gonna be going back uh, next year. I'd love to go to the. Uh uh, museum of death and no yeah, yeah i'm gonna try to do that this For year sure you need to i didn't i've been three times and i've never been to the museum of death that's like number one stop right. for me right now. <laughs> yeah. that and some of the voodoo stuff yeah i've got a doll right there where uh hanging on that that cabinet oh yeah you do yeah, yeah i've never noticed that yeah it's uh it's for good fortune your house is like a museum i, I know see, i see a new yeah. exhibit every well time i mean I, come here. I i ran multiple art galleries that is true so i've got multiple art pieces <laughs> you're an artist is that what you're telling me i make things oh okay. i dabble you dab- <laughs> uh where the fuck were we oh yeah the car we were at the car uh so yeah they use the car to like fast travel around the mall to to lock all the doors um roger's kind of fading fast and i think he gets his leg like popped or something while they're working on the cars like a zombie like grabs it and it yeah, it, like ribs disgusting. Open. It yeah. was. It made me like ugh, right. Like, even though literally. it's like, it's not even close to accurate what blood looks no. like. He does such a good job acting it that you you feel that pain. I felt it in my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of compartmentalizing his his trauma, and um, there's a lot of like, you don't have time to lose me yet, man. So I'm just gonna fucking be with it. Uh, then, you know, they, they clear out the mall, kill everybody. They move all the carcasses into like the fridge, I think. And, uh, you get a montage of them like shopping, trying on clothes, buying shit at the, I guess it's like a general store or something. They're like grocery shopping. Yeah. Also weird thing to be in a mall. I mean, yeah. Our local mall has a convenience store in it. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it does. I haven't been in our mall in like 
really like yeah. over a decade. It's, it's a gas station. It's <laughs> oh, yeah? a gas station. That's inside fucking the mall. weird. But uh, I used to work in the mall. I worked. So at, did I. I worked at the bookstore. I worked at a skate shop there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I hated it. Was it the Zoomies? Yeah, or yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I got told I can't. I can't count correctly. <laughs> and, and then they counted my my inventory and oh. I, I could count correctly oh. right. <laughs> and then i quit the next day <laughs> uh screwdriver zombie on the on the tv here it's john harris oh of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but like that's he did the score for day of the dead oh did he yeah so like that's like the thing of like george will use his friends and you know he'll was, use them in multi was this his first like on screen yeah on screen yeah, with romero i think so yeah is this his first pairing with romero as well no, I think he... he did, like, casting for, like, Martin oh, or something. Okay. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of cool that he'll just, like, take people and move them around in different I, positions. I forget his name, but I know the uh, the star of Martin. John Amplis. John Amplis, yeah. He yeah. did the casting, was it? What, yeah. Yeah, he did the casting yeah. for Dawn, which I Yeah, and then really he plays uh, Martinez yeah. at the beginning, too. He does. <laughs> wow, small world. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of, like... Yeah, fuck it. You're here. Yeah, you can be here. We'll paint you in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> this will scar your career, but years down the line. Right? Steven proposes to Fran, she declines. And then you know, as a as a as a youth as a youth, as a youth. watching this movie, that scene, like, you know, she declines and then it just cuts to like them i guess post fucking in a bed yeah. and they just both look just dead inside worn yeah 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 just, like as a kid i was like this is weird you know and now looking at it as an adult i'm like these people do not fucking want to be with each other yeah. they do not love each other in any way they are merely together out of like you're it yeah <laughs> that's yeah. all i got man. that's it and, and on top of that with her expecting yeah which makes it even more rocky if we're going by there's a lot standards. of shit in that one scene of them not saying a word right just staring off into the into nothing that honestly it gets said a lot in a corny way but this says a lot about society oh it really yeah. does it was, man. it was a great scene yeah and just about the like what marriage is right right and what it stands for and when society crumbles does it have a place mm -hmm. and it it never did no <laughs> it never no. did have a place it's all a show for tax yeah, reasons exactly pretty much and uh yeah we get a little bit more of that montage of of her like getting dolled up and we'll give you a bag of hard candy for free <laughs> oh, and with every five dollar purchase <laughs> uh fran is practicing with the helicopters um it's spotted by you know a roaming group of bikers what i love about the bikers is like there's a movie out there that they're the star of oh yeah you know like there's some weird zombie mad max movie with all these bikers that i fucking want to see oh yeah that just doesn't exist it's, <laughs> it would be fantastic like how long have they been out there doing it what's their life been I mean, like it shows their stock of like weaponry and stuff they've yeah. been at that for a minute yeah i do do we know how long after the initial outbreak this movie is is it like two weeks I, they don't really say i would assume it's early on because right. you get that scene with the projects being yeah being you know ransacked and then i assume in my head canon that scene when they're flying over the country that's the end of night of the living dead yeah, so that's kind of what i thought i was sort of thinking that this is literally the dawn of the next day yeah after the night yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 exactly right it's never really stated in 
the George Romero films of like what made zombies. Yeah. There's like that throwaway thing about like the Venus probe crashed to earth or whatever, but yeah, they never really one. go deep into it. And they use the same rules in walking dead, but it took them a long ass time to like get to the point with the walking yeah, dead. I noticed, I noticed in the Romero movies, it's not so much a virus as it is that you just sort of anyone who dies comes back. exactly exactly Where, so like if you died of like a heart attack you would wake up as a zombie right and and not everything bitten. else yeah everything else adapted yeah. it to be you get bitten you turn in yes because primarily the way they kill you is you bleed out from their bites yeah yeah so, yeah or like you know an infection gets in your yeah, trauma all that yeah. sort of thing yeah i don't know where i was going with that but uh <laughs> But yeah, healthy so, tangent. Exactly. We're at the bikers, uh, including our good friend, friend of the pod, Tom Savini. <laughs> friend of the pod, <laughs> Thomas Savini. Yeah, I've got so many things signed by Tom Savini in this house. He seems like such a kind gentleman. He's right up there. Yes, he is. Right by Rose McGowan's neck. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in Grindhouse. Yep, he is. I haven't seen Grindhouse in forever. Is it on the dump? It is. It, I actually think it might be on the dump. Say it came out in 07. Yeah, it I is. Don't, I'm not even using my brain. I'm just seeing the, <laughs> the date over here. On that giant, completely unmissable poster. Yeah, it's great. It looks sick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, then we get into the, the kind of classic trope of, like, the humans are the real evil kind of thing with these bikers. As they you do. breached the doors and began to ransack the place. Uh, as they're busy, you know, doing that and humiliating zombies with pies and seltzer bottles, <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter and Flyboy take pot shots um, where they can. They're up on the second floor shooting at them. Uh, Flyboy gets chased and cornered into the Penny's elevator. Oh, which I've been in. Yeah, you know uh, the exact location of I it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets shot. Uh, goes up into the top of it and gets shot again and then they they fall back um he eventually gets overtaken bitten by a zombie kind of clears the elevator out and dies in the elevator um he returns as one of the dead and remembers the entrance to the apartment flyboy's zombie walk is the best zombie walk in all zombie cinema is that a hot take or is that a is that a that's my personal That's opinion. Personal opinion. I think what he did is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane, man. It was a good zombie because he gets he gets what he gets shot in the leg. Yes, and bit on the opposite side. He gets bit on the neck. Mm -hmm. So when he's dead, that leg doesn't work and his neck is cricked. Oh, okay, you know, and he died with a gun in his hand, hanging yeah. on his finger. Oh, As a he zombie, he doesn't know that that's there, so it's just flee, like free floating on his finger. It's ah, oh, it's I, so good. I guess I never really picked up on the nuance of some of the zombie performances. It's in this. insane what he's doing, man. It's, and it's, his like foot is like fucked up, so yeah. he's not walking straight. He's like fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, this guy worked at a restaurant. That is, that is really <laughs> impressive that he worked at a restaurant. Like first film ever he uh he knew the assignment as the kids yeah said. yeah yeah the um the sweater shirt zombie mm -hmm. uh clayton hill good yes. friend recently well not recently but he's he passed away rest in peace r.i.p.d um <laughs> clayton hill he was like the the head zombie so he okay. would like take people and be like you can do whatever you want 
but with, if you do something, you got to keep doing it. You got to stick mm-hmm. with it. There has to be continuity to the thing. I think he was also one of those guys that like worked on this and worked on like three other Romero things as different, different shit. Mm-hmm. Flyboy comes back, finds the apartment because he, rem- he built the fucking wall. He remembers where it was. <laughs> and then you get this weird fucking ending that was going to go one of two ways. Weird thing. I tracked down an article from Rolling Stone magazine. Uh-huh from 1978 yeah um and in the article the the author one tons of spelling errors in this thing these people are fucking shoddy it was the 70s yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. they didn't have a fucking editor back then yeah they were on coke (laughs) that's probably true um so like one of the guys um i forget which zombie he is he's in the pie fight Okay, he, he gets yeah. a pie in his face. The guy who wrote the article for Rolling Stone plays a zombie in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But in the article, they're, like, obviously filming the movie because he's, he's, like, talking about, you know, working on the set. Yeah. And in the article, they're like, yeah, the movie's going to end this way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he just, just gives drops away. It. Just fucking gives away the ending. He's like, yeah, George is thinking about, you know, either, like, a kind of happy ending or he's going to have a scene where... Peter shoots himself in the head, and and Fran puts her head in helicopter blades. Oh, Fran puts her head in helicopter blades. Yeah, I mean, that's what she's about to do in that scene at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, when she's, like, standing oh, outside okay. the heli- like, looking for Peter. Yeah. I think the, the, the thought process is she thinks that Peter's either going to die by zombies down there or kill himself. Yeah. And if he does that, I'm going to do this okay i i did not pick up on that yeah yeah, i like that i like Um, that little little so that doesn't happen right peter fights he does fucking jujitsu to a bunch of zombies (laughs) fucking sick scene (laughs) does does like fucking Liu king bicycle kicks to people he really does in one scene he's like like kicking his legs around that helicopter takes off for like what feels like 10 straight minutes though yeah yeah it feels like she's like hovering ever so slowly. and the whole time you're just like just fucking good just go just, just go just fucking just go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was the plan and they write he puts it in this article in rolling stone yeah and the article basically to like sell you on going to the movie is him being like nobody really knows what ending it's gonna be go see the movie yeah. <laughs> it's like why'd you tell us that <laughs> that is really fucking bad writing <laughs> I mean, that said, it was cool to, like, get an account of, like, actually working on the set right. from a reporter's perspective. That was cool. But, like, that made me so fucking angry. Though. I know. Like, it seems like... As someone that doesn't watch trailers, like, I'd be fucking furious if, like, first paragraph out of your article about a movie that I'm, like, can't wait to see is you telling me how it fucking ends. <laughs> you seems, piece of shit. It seems disrespectful to his collaborators right? as well. Not only so. that, like... There's four fucking human characters in this movie, and you already told me two of them die. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Without telling me that two of them die. That's very <laughs> like, true. You fucking asshole. God. <laughs> That's like journalism 101, first lesson. I mean, you know, the spelling mistakes really put it in my in my mindset of, like, yeah. these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing at Rolling Stone magazine. This Can't. magazine's never gonna last. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this will be closed by probably 81, 82 at, at easily, best. Easily. These fucking scumbags. Um, so, yeah, that's how the movie ends. Let's... I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of Romero's first happy ending in a movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because all of his other movies are 
pretty dour. Yeah, and as someone who just watched, like, I'm pretty much up to date with with Dawn. Like, this is his first quote-unquote happy ending Mm -hmm. to a film. And even that ending is still, like, what's gonna happen? It's still ambiguous. Yeah. Um... You know the the remake, the um, their helicopter shows up yeah. in the remake, so you could almost be like Fran and Peter flying off to somewhere else. You know what it does as as the as the remake kind of veers into this movie. Damn, you know, dude, I yeah. I didn't even put that together <laughs> until you said that, and I pictured the helicopter. Wow, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. You do that a lot. I do. You okay. say things that just make you pause. <laughs> and like like buffer for a second <laughs> yeah so like the remake's almost not a remake it's like a parallel yeah you know which, it's another group going to a different mall the remake did a lot of things i enjoyed uh i think it lacks the same joie de vie <laughs> the, same, the same spirit as 78 yeah i think also modernizing it almost hurts it yeah i because you're that. When that movie came out was like what oh four oh five somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, it was like oh yeah. 05, Malls were n- kind of on their way out at that point. Yeah, you know, so you can't you can't really make the. I mean, you can, but they didn't. You, what you're trying to say about consumerism isn't really said in the remake. Yeah, which this movie, in any sense, would be hard to do a good remake of today. Yeah, yeah. and make it as relatable and as as a poignant uh commentary on american consumerism i feel like the way to do it is it's like we hold up in a mall but it's already dead oh (laughs) you know it's just like a like a perpetually decaying mall yeah yeah you'd have to get a little heavy-handed with the like you know death of capitalism yeah kind of stuff in it Uh, which i think it's really it's pretty nuanced in this movie because it it's not so in your face to where I didn't really even think about it as a commentary until they started shopping. Right. And then I kind of saw it come together in my head, I guess. I mean, there's like, there's a few, there's that moment where they're like outside the pennies and like, you know, they're all just standing there as they're, the zombies are like downstairs or whatever. And they're like, why do they come here? And they're like, well, they, you know, they, this place was important to them when they were alive. And I think that's when you get the like, no more room in hell dead yeah. walk the earth kind of a thing i'm obligated to say that line in this episode of course, of course it's the most famous line <laughs> uh siskel and ebert who largely um hated horror films for the most part uh really fucking enjoyed this movie that's surprising uh ebert himself said it was one of the best and most original horror films ever made i believe it yeah it really is it it really is there's it still fucking holds up there's no other movie really like it and the one movie that is like it is the remake of this movie <laughs> so or also made by romero yeah that like, night living dead is close it's saying it's similar kind it's of it's in things. the same yeah same um topical vein exactly so yeah that's kind of the end of the film there What's, uh, what do you got? What's your thoughts as someone who's just seen this for the first time, what, last night? Uh, two nights ago. Okay. Yeah. And then I watched the doc last night. Yeah. Um, How's it sitting with you? You still thinking about it? I'm still thinking about it. It's still on the brain. Uh, maybe it's because I was, I was preparing with information right. for the podcast. But that anchor base set that I lent you? Yeah. That thing's only like 40 bucks. Online. Really? Yeah, it's not that I expensive. I might be picking that up. It's really good. So I want to, I didn't get a chance to check out some of those other cuts. Yeah. So I was thinking about throwing those on. Um, 
some of the scenes in this extended cut have been a welcome addition. For yeah, what right. Up and seeing, just looking up and seeing shit that I've yeah. not seen in forever. Um, so I really, really enjoyed this movie. Honestly, yeah. Um, which for me, going into older movies is always a toss up. I've felt pretty comfortable because it's Romero, right? So, and I'm pretty familiar with his work. Yeah. Uh, with my only frame of reference being the remake. And Dead Rising. Yeah, and Dead Rising. <laughs> I thought... Which they got sued for. Did they really? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, Romero's company sued them. And... I believe it. Yeah. A good right to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with my only frame of reference being the remake, I thought this was great. I thought it was really good. It's a little slow going at first. Yeah. And it's a little... It's not necessarily disjointed getting started, but it is very much like, where are we? What are we doing? It's very chaotic at yeah. the beginning. Uh, the, like, I had to pause and sort of look up the plot, the first, like, mm. third of the movie, just to sort of get my bearings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so I wasn't missing anything. There are things I think the remake does well, but I can't say there's anything the remake does better, objectively. Yeah, I mean, I I like the remake. Me too. I like it a lot. I like it a lot as well. I think there are some really really good performances in the remake like ving rames and like um the security guards good action great action i'm sort of a snyder fan though i know that's like taboo to say now though fucked up dude i know it's it's like a war crime but uh, what can i say i'm a sucker for watchmen you're a sucker punch for watchmen oh (laughs) yeah i'm a sucker punch for watchmen uh Yo, dude, that movie's fucking massage. I've probably seen fuck. it <laughs> 300 times. <sighs> I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to work another Snyder movie in there, but I lost track. Nah, you, you were good. I guess you could say uh, Batman versus Superman. Now you're just saying things. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even trying anymore. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't really know okay no i do actually so like when i was a kid a wee young lad yeah younger um, man's clothes you know like hanging out like with my cousins um on vhs they had two movies that i watched every time i was there Mm. on repeat and you know typical me i think i was like eight nine years old so the two movies I watched on repeat were the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. Okay. <laughs> and From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, wow. Okay. Weird double feature. Yeah, those were the two movies that I was, like, obsessed with. I didn't... But, like, I was a kid. The internet didn't exist. I did not know the 90 Night of the Living Dead was a remake. Yeah. I just knew it as Night of the Living Dead. So when I got a little bit older, I was like, holy fuck there's an there's a different night of living dead you know like i got like when i was like 12 13 you mm. know discovered that and then um watched that a few times and then like you know once i got a computer and the internet i could yeah. look shit up and uh like it just like dawned on me oh look at that <laughs> that like you know this movie that i loved as a kid night of living dead um I'm going to look up some shit on that movie. Like, it had just been in the back of my head. No. So I just looked it up one day because you're a kid and you're like, I need to look. I have the internet. I'm going to look <laughs> up everything, you know? And all I knew was like five movies. <laughs> um, so, like, looked it up and was like, there's sequels? What the fuck? It's a whole universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then tracked down, like, you know, that bootleg that I was talking about. Yeah, I got the bootleg yeah. of Dawn. 
um and it was like what else what else <laughs> exists in this world um and i became obsessed with dawn of the dead and that's why i've seen it so many goddamn it's like the first movie i became obsessed with really was dawn of the dead that's and evil dead incredible. too but that was a that's a whole other story for a whole other time i went through a big evil dead period when i was about 12 yeah same yeah, yeah. i i rented the first evil dead from blockbuster same. <laughs> um on like one of those early early dvds that was just like muddy and gross looking yeah. and like you know i didn't get fucking permission i didn't know what this movie was i had seen like some clips of uh-huh. evil dead i think we watched evil dead 2 at like a sleepover and i fell asleep during it you know and like i was like a hoity-toity little little prick and was like this movie's not that good because i i couldn't wrap my head around the horror comedy thing yeah as a child i have a lot of friends like that still yeah it's it's a it's a tightrope you know it's hard for people to to um you know work that thing out i mean i've look i've got that problem with with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, but we can get into that at another time. I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> oh, I saw your review. Jesus Christ, man. Everybody's like, it was so sad, and I'm like, it's a fucking comedy! Why are you crying in a comedy? <laughs> That's not how you make a com- I have no interest in seeing that movie. The movie sucks ass, dude. No interest. <laughs> After I heard what you said about it, it just went out the window. I cannot believe people If you like didn't this. like a Ghostbusters movie, there's no way I'm going to. There's a Slimer right over there. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was I was talking to, uh, Jesus Christ. to uh, Gio about it. He said he, he wasn't a fan of Ghostbusters 2, and he thought Ghostbusters 1 was just okay. No, Ghostbusters 1 is a masterpiece. I think it's great. It is a five-star masterpiece. I mean, it's, it's not like an out-of-the-blue unpopular opinion to say Ghostbusters 1 is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, right. It's there's well so known. many like layered joke like i like a year ago i just put together like rick moranis is the key master and he keeps locking himself out of his apartment oh my god <laughs> that's the joke i've never picked up on that get either. it that's funny. <laughs> it's so good it's that's it's how eternal. good that movie is it's it just it has staying power every there's like very little fat in that movie no, it's the only fat in that movie is the weird ghost blowjob scene and the only reason that exists is because the effect costs them so much money <laughs> <laughs> they literally could not afford to not put it in it's a tight script but like you know she's dressed that way because those were her curtains yeah in her apartment she didn't like become a dog and have a magical dress <laughs> in ghostbusters afterlife she becomes a dog and has a magical dress oh does she <laughs> yes wow <laughs> yes just not a good premise for a movie the joke of like you know this quirky dude gets he becomes a dog and mm-hmm. you know he, he's at a party and it's the key master thing paul rudd becomes i'm spoiling some of this I, for i'm not gonna see it for any of these people that are listening to <laughs> paul rudd becomes the key master in a walmart in a walmart <sighs> in a walmart because <laughs> walmart paid them money and they were like, yeah, we'll take free fucking money. That makes sense. We're corp- corporate shills. Of course we'll take your money, Walmart. God. That's terrible. Not only, it's like, it takes place in this, like, sleepy town where, like, you know, nothing's really going on. And for some reason they have a giant Walmart. It seemed very, it reminded me very, uh, very much of Dairy from It. Yeah, That's but if Dairy had a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, like like if if at some point in it, like the kids are like, let's go to Walmart, and then <laughs> Pennywise is in one of the sections with balloons. 
Like that's basic. That's basically like what it, Paul Rudd turns a corner and one of the terror dogs is eating dog food. That's in a Walmart. Fucking terrible. It sucks. Are there any <laughs> fart jokes in it? Um, no, but like the Slimer stand-in is called Muncher. Yeah, well. And he like munches on metal. And then he can like shoot it back as shrapnel. And like that's kind of fun. But there's just this like, how can we love fucking Force Awakens? And you know, and then some people are like, raise a Mary Sue. And then for this Ghostbusters Afterlife, where basically the exact same happens with a child, with a baby girl. <laughs> she does not she does not get any of these these like statements of like she's not she's a mary like how would she know how to use a fucking proton pack how does she know how to you know right like, how does she know how to repair a proton pack yeah egon's ghost like helps her in a way but like not really yeah i mean he doesn't still... give her like an ikea pamphlet and it's like <laughs> this piece goes into this piece and that goes into that like she's still a child she's a child she's a yeah. literal baby child and, and egon, <laughs> egon was like an elite level scientist yeah, he like a collects genius. spores, molds, and fun- funguses. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anywho, I can't let my Dawn of the Dead episode divulge into me hating on Ghostbusters Welcome Afterlife. Welcome to the Ghostbusters podcast. Which is a bad movie, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's watchable. Like, I'll, I'm a sucker. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. I own 2016 on Blu-ray. You are a sucker. That's not a good movie. No, yeah, but I'll buy it used. It'll be fine. Oh, okay, that's Nobody, fair. Don't worry. Don't, as long as no one profits. No, they're not going to get that money. <laughs> That's my money, baby. <laughs> okay, my thoughts on Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, let's hear them. <laughs> I feel I've, I've really kind of grown in the amount of time uh, in between viewing this movie, as I kind of talked about before, uh, beyond the, uh, the obvious anti-consumerist message. I also love that the film proposes the questions of, uh, you got it all. Now what the fuck are you going to do with it? Very true. I love that shit. That is very nice. Like, if they... Best case scenario, they kill these bikers, then what? Yeah. What do you do after that? You only have so much food yeah. at the mall. Yeah, you're going to have to fortify it again. Yeah. And then fight off the next group that comes for your shit. Wow. Um, in a way, like, that's kind of a consumerist thought. Yeah. Kind of more of a late-stage capitalist kind of a thought. Right, right, yeah. Um, just working, like, retail. I've, I've always you know you get those corporate like meetings or whatever uh when i worked at the bookstore there were the last meeting we went to he was like yeah you guys aren't doing good enough <laughs> like that's what he said to us <laughs> and he gave us like sheets of like yeah this is what you should be this is where you're at and uh the person who ran the dvd section at the time was like off for like you know paternity leave or something yeah. i forget it was fucking four years ago but um <laughs> he was like yeah our dvd sales are down we need to get those out on the shelf and i raised my hand and i said yeah they're right behind you i could run them right now if if i wasn't in this meeting <laughs> i could get those numbers up today but you're wasting our time did you get the numbers up no i quit <laughs> <laughs> no because that guy was a prick and uh i i i just hate that that part of like corporate capitalism that's like they don't care about the bottom line they only care about beating last year's numbers right and i don't know why paying the bills and making a little profit can't be good enough yeah you got to be the biggest and the best it's the name of the game it's the american dream yeah but there's what do you do when the same thing that i just said what do you do when you get to the top you go to space (laughs) you have to stay on top yeah you know go to space and then you go to mars and then you name mars elonville (laughs) and then you probably die in a fiery crash from a (sighs) because 
Because <laughs> you're not an astronaut. <laughs> Anywho, this movie is fucking brilliant. A lot of people, critics, what have you, always bring up the social commentaries as the, the strongest virtue. And I think, I think George's biggest strength as a filmmaker is his cynicism. um i think he's a very cynical person and it's in every movie and it's kind of a driving factor in every movie absolutely and i can't wait to see what's next because i I got a lot of movies you do you have a ton (laughs) i i love his his eye for filmmaking like like the way he presents people humans yeah it's a very human down-to-earth sort of gritty portrayal of what would happen in these situations he's very much like i already know the the setting i already know the villains yeah push that shit aside that's cheffa that's extra (laughs) i already know it let's get the people first and then we'll plug in the threat right and see how these people react to the threat that i put them in i that's real jim beam by the way oh is it (laughs) or jack daniels that's real jack daniels yeah that's a man right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I forgot what I was going to say again. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. No, you're good. It wasn't, it wasn't anything important. The was... people. No, the people. You're talking about uh, his characters and, and what they can do. Yeah, I was. and I. I it's all gone. It's all gone. It I just fucked went it out up. I fucked it up. All your about fault. Jack Daniels. Very <laughs> ironic. Me talking about Jack Daniels. <laughs> hey, there's that set. Yeah. Yeah, that place isn't real. No. No. So the cool thing is... Uh, you know, once they get all set up and then they start looking through the scopes of the guns, they're looking through the scopes, through the grate, back at them all. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, we're looking, we're in this location. Oh, okay. Then we're looking out into a different location. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, it's Romero's, you know, power of, you know, editing. Right. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, his his eye for editing is, like you said, he's an editor first and foremost. Yeah. So and that's why he shoots so much film, and I think the editing work he do- he does in Dawn specifically is pretty fucking crazy. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the like day to day stuff in the mall is improvised yeah. as well. Yeah, I uh, like the pie fight that wasn't supposed to be in this movie at all. Uh, it it seemed to me I sort of got the same feeling with this one as I did like some of the Friday movies where it almost felt like they came up with some of the kills or the action sequences oh, yeah. before they really had it scripted or written. You know? Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Uh, uh George, when he wrote the script in Rome, uh, sent a telegram to to tom savini because that's how you did that back in the day yeah. and uh the telegram just said hey we got a gig find out how to kill people <laughs> and that was it that's all it said and uh like the next day tom savini called him and was like what are you talking and he's like yeah we're doing another zombie picture so figure out some inventive kills the screwdriver zombie that was improvised yeah i saw that in the dock yeah because of a continuity error mm-hmm. a lot of the headshots are quick easy applications yeah they're just you take um latex mold and you put like a quarter underneath it and then you pull the quarter through oh really and that's it yeah huh have you seen the making of the remake how they do the headshots in that no it's I haven't. super cool on their backs they've got like this like pvc tube yeah that's filled with like blood and like latex and like viscera you know yeah and they have a um they have a button charge um so they control their own headshots the zombies do that's cool so um it's air pressurized on their back and uh whenever they get shot they just push a button and it 
blows out the back. That's awesome. And then they, they CGI the, the gunshot in their head. The effects of that movie are pretty good. Yeah. They, they hold up still. It's pretty cool. I love the way that they do that. Yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of really neat things that the remake does. I just don't think it captures the same soul and commentary. No. Yeah. Like I said, that uh, original does. Right. I love that in the original, you can pick out every influential scene in this movie. Right down to where it appears in, like, <laughs> Dead Rising, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Like, uh, there there was a scene where I think Roger is on the ground. Maybe after he, he gets hurt, after his leg gets hurt. Mm. But he's, he's struggling. There's a zombie coming towards him. And he's, like, he's scooting back. Mm. And then he shoots the zombie. It, it's uh, taken right out. Well, not taken. It was put right into Resident Evil. Right, right. And then, obviously, the whole mall being just dead rising yeah dead rising is just <laughs> this game yeah. yeah this movie the scene when steven is in the elevator and he gets attacked by those zombies yeah there's the one that's got the blonde hair that's like like that looks exactly like a zombie from resident evil 2 oh yeah 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 so many things this movie inspired culturally yeah uh, really all romero did by releasing this movie was cementing the genre yeah yeah and just building its longevity it's good that he could actually make money on this one yeah because yeah. <laughs> night living dead he didn't make any money off of because i forgot the trademark it right yeah yeah because yeah, of the copyright which is why they did the 90s remake of it was so that they could retain and get get a copyright back romero's affiliated with that right is, yeah is, yeah he, he produced that produced one. it yeah. directed by tom savini okay that's okay that's yeah. what i thought i knew savini had directed a movie but i couldn't remember if it was yeah yeah, it's uh, um effects were done, I think, by Nicotero. Okay. In the remake, that'd be a good, uh, be a good commentary to do yeah. after all this Romero stuff. Is maybe do the ninety. Yeah, that would be good. And maybe the the Dawn remake. I would be down for a Dawn remake yeah, episode. Yeah, if yeah. For maybe that. we can do a double double feature. Oh yeah, on those two. Hey, that's it. We talked yeah. for like ninety minutes. We're good to go. That's not bad. So you're gonna come back for day. Of course. All right, cool. Of course. You <laughs> cool, just give cool. me a day and a time, and I'll be here. <laughs> it's that scene where his leg gets oh, busted did I open. Miss it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this extended cut is uh, two and a half hours long. Oh, I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's so much more. Uh, so, yeah, the extended cut takes um, Argento's and Romero's and just kind of mashes them together and throws some connective tissue in there. I was thinking about watching the extended cut specifically because yeah. i wanted to see what argento did right and i just kind of figured this would take the, the argento best. cuts shorter is it is it the romero cut is it okay yeah yeah because it gets rid of all the like the, the character the pie stuff. scene and all that stuff like there's Great no scene. humor in it at all it's just like bloody visceral we didn't actually talk about this in italy it's called zombie yeah and then there's a bunch of sequels spun out of zombie really in italy fulci's film zombie you know yeah yeah with the fucking eye splinter yeah in italy it's called zombie 2 because it's a sequel to dawn of the dead really <laughs> yes i did not know that <laughs> yeah what the and fuck? then there's a bunch of sequels spun out of the fulci movie yeah so there's like zombie three four five six whatever that are all spun out of that that's initially spun out of dawn of the dead wow yeah have you seen all of them? No. No. <laughs> no. But then on top of that, Return of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. 
um love that movie is a sequel to night of the living dead yeah um so it's weird that there's these like it's like it's like that scene in back to the future part two when he like goes back in time and then biff gives the almanac and he's like yeah there's a split timeline here this is what biff tannen you know becomes donald trump or whatever uh there's like these splintered story arcs that bounce off of all these movies yeah really fascinating i have such a deep love for return of the living dead yeah it's great such a great movie (laughs) it's great i still haven't seen the third one oh I saw the third one first, actually. Really? It's it's interesting. It's think, fine. It's on HBO Max. I think I saw the second one first when I was Yeah, a kid. also fun. Yeah. Like, that one's kind of a little bit more kid-friendly because it's got those, like, two kids as the lead or yeah. whatever. But... Great movies, though. Yeah. Written, first one's written by John Russo, who was uh, Johnny in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's weird how, like, the history of zombie films is, like, I mean, it starts at night, but you can kind of splinter it into all these different oh, yeah. facets and it all kind of comes back to night of living dead oh yeah i mean that's the blueprint for everything yeah uh, of course they've they've sort of taken it and, and molded the zombie movie to what uh is i guess a bit easier to just go in blind to yeah with with like adding a virus to it making the zombies stupid right I mean, I guess the biggest formula shakeup we've really had since Romero was uh, like fast zombies. Uh, Twenty eight days. Twenty eight days running yeah. zombies. Yeah, and even then, people would argue not zombies. They're rage infected. Rage infected people. <laughs> yeah, sounds a whole hell of a lot like a fucking zombie to me. Yeah, George hated uh, the fast zombies. Oh, I'm. I mean, I like Twenty Eight Days Later. I wouldn't watch a ton of movies with fast zombies i wasn't a huge fan of like world war z oh yeah I had the book's zombies. good the book is good yeah i like the book but the the movie I there's an aspect of that movie that i liked i liked the whole zombies aren't going to attack people who are sick yeah because they uh what are they going to do for us you yeah, know kind of neat if their body gets overtaken with cancers like they're not they're going to be a weak link for us there was a great scene in that movie where they're running to get on a chopper and a guy falls and shoots himself in the head jesus christ (laughs) i hate it when that he trips and shoots him (laughs) it was incredible i i've only laughed so hard in a theater on two other occasions (laughs) and one was seeing a trailer for paul bart mall cop 2 where he got kicked by a cgi horse (laughs) and the other was when a guy's head got taken off (laughs) By a log in the green inferno. Oh my god! <laughs> I love the idea of you being in a in a theater like your uh, uh, Robert De Niro and Cape Fear, just <laughs> laughing your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> to, to Paul Blart getting kicked in the chest by a horse. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> I was doubled over in laughter. It, I was in pain. It, I still look it up every oh now and then. God. I still look that exact trailer up just to see him get Just kicked. if you're having a bad day. Yeah, I'll just have a bad day. I'm like, oh, God, I need my fucking Paul today. I need some Blart. I need, I need a hot dose of Blart. <laughs> a uh, hot load of Blart. <laughs> all across my fucking eyes. Oh, God. Oh, that's where we're ending the episode. <laughs>
if you like what you heard, you know, spread the word. Uh, tell a fan of the genre of, of horror and sci-fi and cult film. Uh, we're still doing Romero. We're rolling on. So if you want to follow along with the show, um, we're on Instagram at Electric Monster Podcast. You can send any DMs through there, and I personally am the one that will be reading them. Uh, if you want to check out my own personal page with my artworks and stuffs, it's AeroSoulPro, A-E-R-O-S-O-U-L, P-R-O, and I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Stay scared.